0: Let's head over to the KRDO Newsline now, joined by Colorado Springs Mayor John Suthers this morning. Mayor Suthers, thank you so much for joining us here on KRDO's morning news. Of course, uh, the governor provided his state of the state address yesterday. That was followed by a open letter calling on uh, increased um crime uh, punishment and really uh, some more teeth into laws than that was written by uh, the mayors of the three largest cities, of course, Colorado Springs, Denver, and Aurora. Let's talk a little bit about what uh, you and your counterparts in the uh, northern part of the state are looking for.
1: Well, we actually, uh, the letters appeared as letters to the editor in uh, Denver and Colorado Springs on Sunday, and the governor commented on them yesterday in his uh, state of the state, but it, it was a product of conversations with the governor. Look, um, you know, if I had my druthers, we'd be doing a heck of a lot more than this. Heck, I'd be reinstating the death penalty and stuff like that. But uh, we have a heavily Democratic legislature. We know it. Uh, but uh, the mayors of uh, Denver, who's a Democrat, uh, and then Aurora and Colorado Springs, who are Republicans, uh, we said, here are things that all of you ought to agree on. Uh, Number one, we've got a huge car theft problem in the state. We're number one in the country Uh, and we've got this ridiculous situation where the value of the car determines the uh, uh, the seriousness of the offense. So, if you steal a two thousand dollar car from a family who's just barely getting by, it's a misdemeanor. And if you uh, uh, steal a, a Mercedes uh, from a guy who's got ten more in the garage, it's a it's a felony. It makes no sense. It's inequitable. Uh, all car theft. It's a serious crime. Uh, leads to other crimes. Uh, these guys are highly repetitive offenders. They all ought to be felonies. And uh, Number two, uh, solution rates for these crimes are pretty low, and there's some technology out there that would dramatically improve that, and that's uh, lights, license reader technology uh, that will you know, uh, spot a car that's stolen, alert the police, and we ought to be investing in that, raising offenses, and get serious about car theft. Number uh, the next... Um, in, I think, 2019, uh, the legislature reduced the number of crimes that qualify uh, where if you're convicted of them and subsequently possess a a weapon, it's illegal possession of a weapon by a previous offender. And so they uh, uh, eliminated all felony drug offenses as being a prerequisite for, uh, you know, if you then possess a weapon, you're subject to a, a penalty for possession of a weapon by a previous offender. They also excluded car theft. They ought to reinstate those. If you have those felonies, you're not eligible to uh, uh, go through a background check and get a gun anyway. It ought to be a crime to possess a weapon. Um, and so that's we think is very common sense. Ghost guns, um, and and for your uh, listeners, these are you know you buy the parts online, you assemble it. It has no serial number. It's untraceable. And of course, we solve a lot of crime by tracing weapons and and uh, you know, doing ballistics tests and things like that. And this is a way to circumvent, uh, and we, uh, I think there's an indication that ghost guns were involved in the uh, Club q for for example. Uh, we need to do something about uh, uh, ghost guns. Uh, other states are doing it, uh, and we need to take a serious look at that. And then finally, uh, raising the cap for juvenile detention beds, we've really got a problem in Colorado. We had four, almost 500 beds in 2003. Here here we are, crime rate's gone up significantly. We only have 215 detention beds for juveniles. These are young people that are uh, arrested as juveniles for serious offenses. We don't have any place to put them. Uh, we put them back on the street uh, immediately. Uh, they have no parental supervision. They go right back to committing, uh, in many cases, serious offenses. There's some real horror stories around the state. We need to have some more uh, juvenile detention beds in the state. So those are uh, four very common sense. Uh, issues that the governor's on board on and we're asking the legislature to deal with frankly uh, the the uh, legislature turned the even farther left in the last election and uh, my guess will be resistance to even uh, some of these common sense uh Um, uh, public safety initiatives.
0: Yeah, one other thing that I know the governor had asked uh, during that State of the State address and uh, was in response to the November Club Q shooting was uh, adding to the list of people who can uh, file for an extreme risk protection order under the red flag law. Of course, that would also be prosecutors. As a former prosecutor, the former state attorney general, what is your thought as far as adding that additional level of people who could file for that uh, protection order using the red flag law?
1: I think that's a common sense addition. Uh, I, I want to see the details in terms of letting other, you know, citizens at large do it and things like that. But uh, it seems to me that if uh, uh, police and sheriffs uh, can do it, uh, uh, district attorneys who are law enforcement officers themselves ought to be able to do it.
2: Excuse me, Mayor. Um, So when you were coming up with these uh, appeals that you thought might uh, bring in uh, bipartisan support, was there any discussion of of what to do about the homeless problem? Because it seems like that is a problem that is plaguing uh, cities all across Colorado. Uh,
1: Yeah, and he he talked about that yesterday. But, uh, uh, you know... uh, there's a whole difference in terms of statewide solution. I'm very uh, pessimistic. I don't know if you've been to Denver lately. I drove off of Mm -hmm. uh, uh, 25 onto Lincoln Street, and I could not believe right there uh, all the tents that have been there for months. And uh, so they've got a whole different problem with their, uh, you know, uh, city council uh, here. Uh, we're being, you know, I realize there's frustration by the folks, but we are being as aggressive as the law allows you're illegally camping, we've got a shelter bed, uh, we can, uh, we'll can serve you, uh, tell you we've got a shelter bed for you. If you're not out in 24 hours, we're going to clean up the camp. Yeah, if you move a uh, 1,000 yards, we'll come back and serve you the next day and just keep uh, pushing and pushing. That's why we've got uh, 279 unsheltered people in our last census and Denver has 3,500. So uh, in terms of the, the legislature getting involved in a, in a statewide solution, I'm not the least bit optimistic
2: all right well uh speaking though of uh, at least something that's a bright note uh today's response by the city uh when it came to the snow removal uh, seems to have been spot on that's something to be uh, yeah, applauding I,
1: uh, I came to work yesterday and all the major arterials were uh, I, I mean i came to work today all the major arterials were cleared uh i a uh, real um, hats off to the uh, Snowflower crews that were out last night, and a lot of them were sanded, you know. Uh, yeah, it was a very, I think they were anticipating a big dump. Frankly, we probably didn't get as much as they might have been anticipating, but the result was our streets are in really good shape this
2: morning. All right. To the public works uh, workers who may be out there listening, your leader has given you some some kudos and thanks and praise. So <laughs> that's good. Good hard work. Uh, all right. Mayor John Southers, thank you for joining us this morning on KRDO's Morning News.
1: Bye-bye.